This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Here's to the best life. Here's to you. Hey, what's up? It's Jacques here, starting off the show a little differently today with an MXPX song, or a clip of an MXPX song. That's not the whole thing. I wanted to start off the show for two different reasons with that. First one being that song's brand new. They just surprised us with an EP last night at midnight, or I should say today at midnight. It's Wednesday, October 10th, 2018. They posted on social media and uh, their website and all that that they were going to drop a brand new EP just like that. And so so they did. Um, that is one of the new songs off the EP. It's four songs. That's Best Life, the title track. And then there's the band uh, plays as we all go down. And then the other two songs are just acoustic versions of brand new songs that are on their full length, which came out over the summer, Let's Ride and Moments Like This. Both great songs. That whole record is great. If you still haven't listened to it yet, the record is self-titled as well. That came out earlier in July. It's called MXPX. So that's the first reason I wanted to play a clip of that for you, because I'm an MXPX fan. And on top of that, this last weekend, I got to go out to the 350 Punktoberfest in Tinley Park, Illinois. A 350 is a brewing company, a punk rock brewing company in Tinley Park, and they always throw these really cool shows. And they do like a couple different festivals during the year, and Punktoberfest is one of them. It's kind of on the smaller scale compared to 350 Brewing Fest that happens during the summer, and they always have really great punk rock bands out uh, at that. Punk bands, ska bands in that realm, in that realm uh, pop punk bands, that whole thing. Um, so Punktoberfest, they had Flatfoot 56, who I had never seen before, they did really well, too. They kicked some ass. And then they had Mike Herrera of MXPX. He did a solo set. And then they had Mad Caddies. I was actually a really big fan of Mad Caddies growing up, and I have not kept up to date on them, and I always wanted to see them live. So I was really glad to finally be able to do that and obviously see Mike Herrera play solo. I don't think that I can recall that I've ever seen Mike Herrera solo. I've seen MXPX several times. Um... So, and I got to meet Mike briefly, actually, um, during, uh, actually before his set, I met him really quick, and then after he played, he said, hey, I'm going to be by the merch table, come say hi, and once he said that, there was like a long line starting to form, and I, a good, I don't know how many people offhand got in the, the merch line to meet Mike, but there was a lot of people 
And from what I could see, he spoke to each and every one that was in that line. I don't think he turned anybody away. And he wasn't charging anybody for this. Of course, he was expecting you to buy merch, which I did. I bought a signed picture from them, which I still got a frame. But, um, you know, you got to buy something from him, considering that he's taking the time to say hello to you. Um, so I got to say hello to him then and get a picture with him and everything like that. I, him and I didn't get to talk too much. I didn't want to hog up his time because the line was very long because some people were just talking and talking and talking. And I, di- I didn't want to do that because I know the person behind me uh, wants to have their their fair shot at, at uh, saying hi to Mike and getting a picture with him. So it was really an honor to meet Mike Herrera of MXPX. He's one of my biggest musical influences of all time. And you hear me talk about MXPX on the show all the time, but you also hear me talk about his podcast a lot too. Great show if you ever get a chance to check out the Mike Herrera podcast. I would I would definitely do that. So that was my weekend. It was fantastic. On top of that, um, I should mention I got to meet actually two guys that run a um, an MXPX podcast called Magnified Pod. It was cool to meet them. Um, and uh, they want to collaborate sometime in the future. So, hey, uh, that'll be cool, right? And then I saw a bunch of friends that I rarely get to see because I don't um, go out to shows as much as I used to. I'm trying to change that. Life is always a little nuts, but trying to get out to more shows from local shows to national shows and stuff like that. So I hope you had um, a great uh, week as well. So anyway, moving on from all that awesome stuff, let's get to today's show. I got to talk to Nick Clock, and that's Clock with a K, which could all you could also say some other th- <laughs> some other things with that. Um, but Nick, he's the lead vocalist of a band out of North Carolina called Never Home. He reached out to me via email a month or two ago and said, hey, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I love the show. I love what you're doing. Check out my band. And, of course, I did. And the fact that he actually listens to the show and is a fan of the band, I was like, well, how could I say no? <laughs> I got to talk to him. And we had a great conversation. We He's got a couple cool stories about Taking Back Sunday, a little couple stories there. Um, we talk about his engagement. He was just uh, recently engaged. We talk about how it uh, all went down. It's always cool to hear those stories, I feel like. And obviously, we talk about Never Home, too. And we talk about vocal warm-ups. And so that's just some of the, the things we touch on. Um, I think you'll enjoy this one. So let's get to it. Nick Clock of Never Home out of North Carolina. I also want to mention there may be a time or two during the show where I end up saying South Carolina instead of North Carolina. I don't know why, for some reason, I was getting those mixed up. At least I didn't say, like, West Virginia or Rhode Island or something. That's obviously completely different than getting South Carolina and North Carolina confused. But anyway, Nick, I am so sorry about that. So just to be clear, Never Home is from North Carolina, and so is Nick. Well, I, uh, I've, I've listened to several episodes in the past, and uh, I have an idea of what to expect. So oh, I'm really wow. stoked to be talking to you and 
Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Oh, you're welcome. No, that that means a lot, um, especially consider. I mean, I know it's on the internet and anyone can listen to it, but it's still it's cool to talk to someone that's all the way in South Carolina and they're they listen to the show. Like that's that's yeah, the, that's absolutely. the coolest coolest thing ever. So thanks, man. I, I know what you mean. I uh, like when I check um, uh, Spotify stats and stuff like that, and we have listeners and like thailand i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah right exactly we uh, we're not a big band by any stretch of the word but just that we have any listeners in any other places at all is crazy to me so i know what you mean yeah yeah exactly it's even though it's a podcast versus music it's still it's like wow that's so cool like i get to connect with someone that's thousands and thousands of miles i guess it just makes the world a little smaller it does that's what's cool about the internet yeah definitely um well uh, first of all i'm very envious of you because uh i i was just right before you called actually listening to your justin pierre episode oh <laughs> and uh he he's one of like my musical heroes i've been listening to motion city as long as i can remember and so that's I, i'm like stoked for you that you got to talk to him that's so cool man thank you thanks man yeah it was it was i was very lucky to be able to talk to him and and I agree with you. He's one of my my biggest influences as well and always influenced my songwriting or playing or the way, like, I tried to, like, do my hair, you know, <laughs> um, even though he, uh, you know, he gets shit for his hair all the time, obviously. But, you know, like, if you want that crazy looking hair, you think, oh, man, I want to look like, you know. Justin Pierre, how do I do that? Well, he so. pulls it off, and it's uh, what's amazing is that all these years he's still making it happen. And mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I don't think anyone besides him can really do it well. You know, I mean, I guess. Oh no, uh, there's. I don't know. I guess there's a lot of people in music that have that have crazy hair, but he's one of the ones that. You know, one question I was going to ask him, now that you bring it up, there was something I was going to actually ask him. I was going to avoid the whole hair thing, except for except for one question. I was going to ask him if he ever contemplated with doing the solo career, if he thought about just chopping his hair off just to, like, make a drastic... <laughs> a fresh start. Yeah, you know, like, really, really uh, make things different. But. Well, um... I really admire his commitment to it. And what's so funny about it too, is that it like, it fits his personality so well. I've listened to tons of interviews with him and he's just like, he's like me, very scatterbrained. And so uh, I guess I've always felt like I could relate to him, but I definitely can't pull off the hair. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no. So, so uh, what draws you to Justin? Uh, Well, I, I am really drawn to bands like motion city and, the wonder years uh bands that kind of have a way of i think the lyricism more than anything they they kind of have a very hard on their sleeve lyrical style and they they don't really mince words they're very straightforward with how they write and like with the wonder years they've gotten a little more abstract and and like poetic with their lyrics of time has gone on but I really like how they can just put down what they're feeling and uh, and it somehow still feels beautiful and poetic, even though it's pretty straightforward writing. Uh, I think that it takes more talent to be able to write in that way where you're writing in such a straightforward way, but still able to connect with people instead of uh, 
I'm losing my train of thought instead of no, like no, being really wordy good. and abstract. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I appreciate, you know, all kinds of lyricism, but that kind speaks to me the most. And I think that's what drew me to motion city and, uh, and just how, I mean, there's no other band that sounds like them. They're so unique in the scene. Uh, it's, uh, from the first time I heard, uh, commit this to memory, I was like, man, this is something else. And, you know, nothing else ever really scratched that itch. So, uh, yeah, he's just awesome. And motion city in general is great. And, um, I saw one of their, last few shows at uh, the wrecking ball fest in atlanta um when they were doing their farewell tour and i was walking down the street listening to uh my dinosaur life and actually ran into josh kane on the street <laughs> I oh, took wow. out my headphones and i was like dude i'm listening to you right now i'm gonna i guess i'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> that is we had a laugh that is kind of it is kind of weird um you know you're listening to motion city and there's you know josh right in front of yeah you. it was it was very surreal it'd be even more surreal if it was like obviously you knew he was going to be there but let's say it was like you you know um you were at a place where there was going to be no show um right you, you know you're not at a show you're you're on a train um mm-hmm. you're walking down a street whatever it is um and all of a sudden you bump into one of the that's that's something i've always thought i think i would like i would uh just have like a moment like thinking right did i actually lose my mind like i'm listening to <laughs> motion city soundtrack right now and there's one of the members right in front yeah. of me and i'm not even like near where they live for mm-hmm. they're not playing a show or i just always thought that would be one of those moments where you know i'd have to double check myself right make sure i'm actually intact <laughs> i think so. about that i think about that a lot actually because you know we're from charlotte and uh um two of the guys from take it back sunday live here and so apparently they're just seen uh like downtown the bar areas and stuff like that pretty often so i'm always like kind of keeping an eye out for well them. heck but, you're going on tour with one of them well not not quite touring we are uh we're on one of the dates and um, oh you're just on I, I one wish that we were on, i wish we were along for the whole tour but oh, uh, we're, gotcha. we're First... trying to make it we're trying to make it work where we're able to tour right now but being a smaller band we still have you know full-time gigs and stuff like that yeah but um yeah sorry i hope that didn't like crush your line of questions no no no, no 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 <laughs> definitely not i just i guess i just completely misread that or maybe i didn't read the full post i I uh, that's my fault for <laughs> for not looking well into it, but no, it's all good. Yeah, for some reason, I I had thought I had read that you guys were joining the whole tour of uh, with John Nolan there. Well, John is from Charlotte, so he's kicking off his tour here, and uh, we um, we have a good relationship with the venue that he's uh, that he's playing at, and we said, you know, John Nolan is and Take Back Sunday is a huge inspiration to us, and we'd be really honored if we could open up and, and we could bring people and uh, they're like, yeah, sure. So it was pretty much as simple as that. Now we're getting a really cool opportunity and hoping to uh, meet John, pick his brain a little bit. He's another guy who I've looked up to musically for a while. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Cause he's one of the uh, co co-writers, right? Or did, am I wrong on that? Did, does he help? have a hand in, in writing some of the songs? I'm not sure. I don't know, um, like, all the super uh, uh, minute details of uh, Taking Back Sunday. So I guess I'm asking, he, um, picking your brain about that. He 
he is the second vocalist basically throughout Take Back Sunday's history. They've always had like they've had three different lead guitarists who have also been sort of the second vocalist. They kind of trade off with Adam Lazara. Yes. And he was the he was the original guy on uh, Tell All Your Friends and then uh he came back when they did their self-titled back in I think like 2000 10 or something and then he's been with the band since so he's like the original and then kind of the prodigal son came back and now he's uh he's doing a solo tour he was also he had a band called stray light run and they had that uh they had a couple hits and they were they were really solid um and so he's he's well known through that too but uh yeah it's it's gonna be really cool man we're really looking forward to it yeah, definitely. I mean, that's quite a, a cool thing to be able to play with. Um, taking back Sunday, especially since they're from your your hometown area, you know. Right, yeah, so, for sure. The only Taking Back Sunday story I have um, is, uh, what was it? Is it Color Me Fred or Color, right? Is, uh, is, the Color Fred. That's, or the Color yeah. Fred, I'm sorry. Because um, that was, I don't know why I'm forgetting... Um, that was Fred's. Uh, the like I was saying, they had kind of a rotating yes. cast of lead guitarists. He was the second one who came in after John. I don't know why I was thinking "Color Me Fred." I feel so stupid now. Uh, people <laughs> no, listening, that's a good, people that's listening good to this podcast are like, "Okay, I'm turning it off now." <laughs> They're like, "This guy, this guy does not know his shit." Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. But no, uh, um, the color Fred. The only I, I, I've told this story on the podcast before, but he. Uh, I did meet him when he was playing Warp Tour and, you know, in his project, not in Taking Back Sunday. Right. And he was one of the, I know they used to, on, on Vans Warp Tour, bands would kind of help out with catering on certain days. It was like a, not like a necessity or anything like that, but it's something they would all do just for fun. And hmm. so one day... He was making peach smoothies. <laughs> and really? uh, yeah, it was the the one date that my old band got to play Warp Tour 10 years ago. And so he was making smoothies, peach smoothies. And they were like legitimately from peaches. It wasn't like the puree flavor crap like you pour in and then yeah. you crush the ice. Like it was like, this is legitimate peaches. I know and, he's uh, vegan and he's like really, really strict about his diet, so I guess that makes sense. That's kind of what I took from it too, but it was just kind of cool, you know. Um, yeah, no, that's to, great, and I didn't know that bands helped out with the the craft services and stuff. That's really uh, yeah, that's an interesting tidbit. I it used to be, I don't know how, like I said, I don't know how um, common of a practice it was if if there <laughs> if it was just kind of like maybe the crew or whoever was in charge of of catering would just say like hey you guys are welcome to help out if you want or i know right. they, i know they used to have these crazy after parties where they would do like um big barbecues because yeah, i've heard about that yeah because i remember watching um i know that was also something that was kind of passed around to different bands to take care of on different like different nights or different weeks and i think they would mainly give that job to like some of the younger bands on the tour they'd be like okay you're in job of the barbecue tonight you know <laughs> so they would um warp tour would give them like so much money and then they'd have to go to the store and they would just buy you know a crap ton of 
hamburgers and hot dogs mm-hmm. and or what you know what have you barbecue stuff obviously and um our cookout stuff and so that's what uh i know that happened a little bit so anyway yeah i've uh i always had um it was like my dream of playing warp tour and i was like man if i played warp tour that'd be like i made it yeah <laughs> now and now here we are i was like uh when the uh the announcement came that it was going to be the final year i was like well <laughs> oh well there's i there's bound to be something to replace it eventually you know absolutely and yeah. i think it'll probably still exist in some form whether it's like a three-day like uh stationary sort of festival like wrecking ball or something like that who knows uh, it's such a huge brand it's hard to imagine it completely going away you know yeah and um kevin kevin lyman even mm-hmm. said that himself he said there's going to be some kind of other version to come from it so I, right. I, I at least the articles that I read in the last year said that so we can expect uh, something from him I can't imagine him being a guy to just completely fall off the face of the earth so but I could be wrong because he's been doing this for how many years now even, a long time right and I mean uh, even before Warp Tour he was doing he was working on Lollapalooza and, and other big yeah. festivals so you know um so yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure something will come out of it. So you you could still have your chance, man. Don't give up, man. We'll, we'll see. I'm uh, I'm keeping my options open. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, but for now, it sounds like you guys are doing well for just having. This is legitimately your first year as a band, right? It is. We uh, we've been around for about a year, um, a little over. Uh, everything has been going really well in that one year, and. Um, uh, sometimes it's it, it's easy to get discouraged because y- you know you I set these expectations for myself and uh, I want to like reach certain milestones and when those don't happen it's like kind of easy to lose motivation but then I step back and look and for our first year as a band we've had a really fantastic year we put out an EP back in June um, and each of those songs hit over 1,000 plays on Spotify, some two or 3,000. So uh, for it to be, you know, we went from Five Strangers to a band that put some music together. And for it to have that amount of reach at all is is really crazy to me. And um, I'm stoked that that's how it's worked out. And I'm hoping that we can continue that growth and kind of build on what we made and um yeah, it's it's been really awesome, man. Yeah, I think that's a great accomplishment. If it makes you feel any better, all right? My old band, mm-hmm. our stuff is on Spotify. It's mm-hmm. it's been on there for a long time, um even before even before we broke up. Um and it's still not to over a thousand plays on any of the songs. And right. We did a lot of stuff. So <laughs> if that makes you feel any better, you know Well, man, one thing <laughs> one thing I've learned through this year is that so much of of music now is not even about the music it's about like how you promote yourself and how you run social media and stuff like that and it's it can really wear on you when you're so like numbers focused and you're like trying to make content and learn how to reach the most people with your instagram and all that stuff but uh i think most of the reason that we were able to you know reach that amount of people as we we tried to put a um heavy emphasis on 
trying to make our social media look really professional and um not saying you didn't do that i'm, I'm oh saying no 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 De- i'm definitely, was, definitely not taking it that way <laughs> that was <laughs> that was for us kind of the um we knew that we had to do that because that's just the way that you know music is working now you have to get people's attention because with the internet you have you know more avenues than ever to reach people but you also have other people trying to reach people too and it's like you know just tons and tons of people trying to get their music out there and so in in one way it's the best time to be a small band and the best time to uh be an independent artist but at the same time it's also the most difficult because you have you're competing with everyone everyone's an artist and so it's uh it's tough man but we're grateful that people have given us the time of day at all and have connected with our music so um i'm hoping we can keep that going so how have you're talking about you know trying to capture people's eyes on social media and whatnot what like as as far as the specifics on that how have you guys approached that uh, approached social media and, and making yourselves look presentable well i think uh, i think one thing that catches people's eye is um having sort of a uniform look to your this is going to sound really like lame and and uh like a sales pitch but you have to have kind of a a theme i think to your your social media presence and we um we got our album artwork designs uh around the time that we were finishing up the album and we sent some ideas to the guy who did our album art and he sent it back to us and it had like we didn't really tell him what color scheme we wanted but when he sent it back we were in love with it and it was like a beautiful combination of like peach and navy blue and tan it was just really nice to look at i guess so then we started uh kind of making all of our social media posts and um things like that have that color scheme Mm -hmm. and so then when you look at our account it everything has that kind of uniform look to it and it makes it seem way more uh i guess way more professional even though it was just stuff we were making ourselves we didn't pay anybody to do our social media or anything um so i mean it's honestly that's a huge thing like if if you if you can kind of make yourself look a little more uh professional than you are i guess people are going to see that and think oh well, these guys are legit and then you have to have the music to back that up but it's gonna make people give you a chance and i think just having an attractive kind of feed is helpful for that and also learning how hashtags work and and how to target people with advertisements and stuff like that that's another helpful tool is you know i I get annoyed when i see other people's pop-ups which is a little hypocritical but it is very helpful (laughs) to be able to give facebook or instagram a little bit of money and and have it guaranteed to reach certain people Mm -hmm. but we try to tailor our audience so that the people who see it are it's going to be in their wheelhouse of interest so well of course uh, hopefully not too annoying to people who see it pop up as a sponsored post but that's that's helped us a lot too right yeah um i was gonna say that is one thing i noticed with you guys sticking with your theme from your Facebook and throughout all your different 
social media sites to your your uh, your EPK as well. Um, yeah, yeah. It it had that clean professional. You have that that current theme of your your debut EP on there, and that that definitely to me. And you obviously had professional photos taken to go along with it. And yes. that to me was like okay. These guys do mean business, so right. Um, That's the thing. Like, I mean, even if your music is really, really awesome, um, people are going to be way more willing to give you a chance if you just look professional. I mean, it's like any job. If you have a good-looking resume and uh, good references and stuff like that, then people are going to be more willing to give you a second chance. So, mm-hmm. uh, even if so you I, suck, I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying you got, and I'm not saying you guys suck at all. I'm just no, saying, you know, even if you're terrible, you could totally present yourself as this really, really great um, brand. You know, uh, on I, yeah. the way it looks, anyway. Maybe not the way it sounds, but I can't tell you how many times I've checked out an album because I was like, man, that album art is sweet, and then it just didn't live up to the <laughs> didn't yep. live up to the aesthetic yeah. of it. Yeah, definitely. But I'm glad. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping that people are happy with what they hear Mm -hmm. i think they will be um i know that i um you're bringing up this bringing up the the social media thing again i know that's something that i've had in the back of my mind that i need to do better with just this podcast i'm like oh i need to work on that (laughs) you know right have a uh constant theme and and things spread across all the the pages Mm -hmm. and and uh all that stuff so Definitely, that's good. And and bringing up hashtags, too, that makes me think of... I don't, I don't see bands do this, but I definitely see just um, just regular folks on social media use hashtags that aren't really, like, hashtags. You know what right. I mean? Like, they'll be yeah. like... I'm trying to think of one in particular, but I don't know. For some reason, to me, it's just a pet peeve because it's like, why are you even doing that? It's no, totally. <laughs> I, it can be it can be super useful, but it can also be really misused and annoying. And it's like, what's the what's the point? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, like with us, I, I think when you reach a certain amount of success, you can stop using hashtags because obviously you have your your uh, core fan base, and you don't have you're not really trying to use hashtags to reach people on Instagram. But like for a band at our level, we we still use them because that we've gotten a lot of exposure through that. And, uh, because I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people who will just search hashtags relevant to things that they like, which was, yes. you know, the intended purpose in the first place. But, yes. Uh, and then they'll find us through there and we get messages like I found you guys through Instagram. And so I know that it's working, but what we do is we, uh, we kind of hide them like in the comments section, mm-hmm. which is a little, a little thing you can do so that it's not like, super obnoxious and so we still get that exposure but it doesn't look quite as like we're you know as begging for views i guess i don't know i i get what you're saying yeah i feel like sometimes i i use too many hashtags in some of my posts but it's just i use so many because i'm trying to um well you've got you've got something to promote like what bothers me is when people just take like a a selfie with some inspirational quote and then hashtag like love life and <laughs> yeah. like like at least you you are pushing something that you're doing yeah and so there's nothing wrong with that but, but i mean i'm not hating on anybody anybody can do what they want i just think it's you just lost when, a ton of fans oh no <laughs> right now I, yeah. one of one of our biggest uh one of our biggest fan groups is like 
wine moms, so that's going to be a big hit for us. <laughs> yeah, there go the uh, the love life duck lips. Uh, you know, I don't think mom. No, moms don't do duck lips. I don't know what moms do. I don't know, but uh, who knows? You know, it's funny. To this day, I still see duck lips. Like you know, I do too. Like I mean, well, not someone making fun of duck lips, but somebody like legitimately doing it all the time. Right. I I'd still see that too. I'm like, wow, that's uh, still a thing. Huh? Still a thing, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's coming from people that are younger than I am. So I'm like, yeah, well, okay, well, you know, like Maybe, early, you know, early twenties, you know. So. Everything's cyclical. It'll be huge again in like ten years. Everybody will go. be got like every single person will be doing duck lips. <laughs> I don't even know how it started. Was it? it was it back in like the MySpace era? Is that when I it was going to say? I'm pretty sure MySpace uh, was. Like, I remember being on MySpace and seeing that all over the place. And then when it kind of became like a meme and everybody was making fun of it, I was like, that's been a thing for a long time. But now, you know, with Facebook and everybody having it, I guess now it's sort of more of a a thing to poke fun at. I don't know. Yeah. People can do whatever they want with their social media. I'm not hating on anybody, but. Yeah, here we are hating on people yeah, and here how we are. operate <laughs> social media. Like we're some kind of experts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But um, anyway, yeah, we'll we'll move on from from that. I'm sure people don't want to hear us talk about that all the time, <laughs> or the whole time. But uh, one thing I did want to say to you when we talked today, I wanted to say congratulations on your engagement, man. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So, how I I gotta be stereotypical and ask, how did you do it? You know. Uh, well, we uh, we have always loved the mountains. That's like been kind of our favorite place to go throughout we've been together for a really long time and we just always go to the mountains and um so we decided to go on a vacation we had some off time and we were like we'll go get airbnb up in Asheville, north carolina which is like a really nice mountainy area and there's a place up there called max patch that's like um at the top of a mountain and it's just an open field and you can see all the way around for just miles and miles and the sunset is unreal so we went up there around the time um, that the sun was starting to set, brought a picnic, and then after we ate and just chilled out for a while, I just asked her. I was like, hey, we've been together a while. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and right, uh, That works. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It was a little more verbose than that. Uh, I'm, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. You can't recite I, the... I was so dissociated just from like, the, I can't believe this is happening. I can hardly remember how it went down at all. Yes. But, uh, but it was funny because our, our photographer for the band, Rebecca Stone, she, uh, she was posted up there hiding in the woods and got a bunch of pictures of everything. And so it okay, worked so, out really well. So this was planned out and, and you had her like following you guys from a, distance or or was or what did did um your fiance know that she was there she didn't she got rebecca got there before we did and we were kind of like texting in code me and rebecca and i was like we're in route <laughs> like, man I, so. I mean i guess i guess that should be easy enough to do but also could be like she could have gotten lost like you guys could have been in completely different areas well, right or what I, what I did was i went the day before uh i drove to the place and uh i drove up there on my own and dropped a pin on google maps or apple maps or whatever 
And so she had like the exact location and knew where to be. So that was, I think if I hadn't have done that, it would have been a huge disaster, but thankfully it worked out. Thankfully, you know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) I plan things sometimes. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you plan them when it's the most important. So yeah, for sure. I love Thanks, man. I I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. It's, it's been a wild couple months. It still doesn't feel real. Yeah. Oh no, it it doesn't. And, um, I, uh, I wish you guys nothing but pure happiness. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. It looked like a beautiful spot. I was wondering where it was too. I mean, I know you guys are close to the mountains now. Is that particular spot considered like what, what, uh, mountain range is it the Appalachians or the, uh, was it the, uh, smoky mountains that run through there as well? Uh, I want to say it's the Smokies because I'm pretty sure it's the Smokies, but I could be wrong and hopefully no one is going from Asheville is listening to this <laughs> and is going to call me out on it. So I want to say it's the Smokies. Though. Yeah, I want to say it, it, there's a good chance it's the Smokies as well. So I, um, I've never been hiking and I assume you have. Ever? No, I've never been hiking. Ever. Really? No. And I mean, I, I guess I've been in the mountains, but not like I'm going to get out of my car and like we're going to make a special trip. We're actually going to go hiking. Like here's our backpack. Here's our special shoes and our, <laughs> what you know, all, that, the thing, all the things you bring on a hike. Like I've, sure, I've, sure. I've never done that. That's wild, man. I, so you're from Illinois, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, And I'm not sure. I don't know much about the lay of the land, but. Uh, I assume the Midwest isn't quite as mountainous. <laughs> no, that's why we're called the Great Plains. We're very oh, flat. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, we're very so, flat. So that makes sense. But mm-hmm. um, that's I've lived my entire life here in the mountains, and so it's that's crazy. But it's uh, that's cool, man. I, I hope that um, one day you get to experience it because it's really, really sweet. Well, I might be hitting you up if I'm out your way. I'm gonna call uh, you by all like, means, man. I'd be like, hey, I, I need your help. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I would, I'd be happy to help. So if I was there right now and we were going to go for a hike, how do, mm-hmm. you, how do you prepare for a hike? And what to you, what are the essentials that, that you um, bring, bring along and all that stuff? It depends on how long we're going to be out there. If it's just like a day trip, I'll just bring, you know, like a pack to hold some snacks. And water is the number one thing because... If you run out of water, then it's going to suck. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if we're going on like an, you know, an outing, I'll bring like my water pump and uh, we can filter water with and food obviously is the thing you got to consider ways to start fires um, like flint and steel or matches or something. And uh, do you know how to to do that? Like you do it the old I school do. way? Yeah. I do. I actually went to school. My my uh, major was outdoor education, and uh, so it was kind of like what I went to school for. I wanted to be a park ranger, and I still do. It's just very, very hard to get into the park service. That's wild. So, well, you know, my brother has worked for the park service, so I might get an in really? for you. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be awesome. He, he actually wrote a book um, that was just published this last year, and and I'm a terrible brother. I still have not read it, even though I got a copy. I literally, I'm looking at it right now. Um, That's hilarious. It's so bad. I, I, what I, it's hard for me to, uh, to just get in that habit of reading books. Um, oh, me too. Even if it is my own brother, and I, I'm such a jerk 
for saying that. I, I dearly love my uh, my oldest brother, and uh, well, both of my brothers, but this is uh, written by my oldest brother, and uh, it's mm-hmm. all about Cedar Breaks National Park out in Utah. Um, that he, is so cool. Yeah, he worked out there um, two or three seasons, and he's... Um, his um i'm trying to remember what his his bachelor's uh, degree is in um but he's going back right now for like library sciences or something like that but he he's obviously a writer um but this book is just all about like the the history and and everything like that and he knows he knows his uh he's he's went on all kinds of crazy hikes and and walks and you name it and uh i just got to read I got to read the book to to learn more about it. I mean, it's not really about his hikes; it's actual history of the of the uh, the park and everything. But um, right. bringing it back, dude, I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to hit you up later for that. I want to. I'm interested in that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely will, man. I can shoot you a a link and everything, or I can even, um, yeah, I can shoot you more info on the book, and then if you want, I can even I can get a copy out to you. Um, if cool. you end up I'll being interested in that. that. Cool. Absolutely. Um, but no, back to you. So did you get your, did you finish your degree on, on outdoor? Um, what did you, what, what exactly was your degree called? Outdoor education. Outdoor um, education. Yeah. I, I graduated in 2016. Um, and after I graduated, I've, you know, I've worked several jobs that are not in my field, but I also kind of while I was in school, fell back in love with making music and started writing music. And when I got out, I felt just kind of aimless. And, you know, that's when you're faced with mm. real life stuff. And you, uh, up until then, your whole life has been kind of on a, uh, a set track, I guess, if you go into college. And so when I got out, I was like, well, you know, before I settle into my a career or anything, I, I want to have one last go at music because I've, I've been in bands, but, uh, and I've always, music's been one of the things I love most, but I had these songs that I've written and I still felt like they were worth something and, uh, wanted to pursue that. So, uh, ever since I've, I've been trying to make something of, of my music and, uh, working jobs here and there that get me by. And, um, so who knows sooner rather than later maybe i'll i'll focus more on on my career but i right now music is kind of my main focus yeah well you could always do like a tour and hit all the national parks you know along the way yeah <laughs> if if we toured it that would absolutely be like a huge priority for me <laughs> it'd probably get on everybody else's nerves i'd be like all right we gotta go to the, yeah gotta go to would, i i'm just picturing it now nick is in charge of the tour route he puts it all <laughs> puts it all together presents it to the band and they look at it and they're like wait a minute <laughs> Wait, th- we're driving an hour away from the venue to go <laughs> to go to a park. Wait, all all of these tour stops are like right by the national park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why uh, are we doing this? I man, I would absolutely. Touring's always been a huge dream of mine, and um, I'm hoping soon we can make it a reality. Just because I, uh, you know, I want to see places and experience more of the world and that would be a awesome way to do it i'm sure uh bands that 
you know, bands that have toured for a living, they're probably like, eh, you're just going <laughs> to end up sitting in your van all day. And who well, knows, maybe. Well, the thing is, like, you you see the world, but there's so much that you don't see. Um, right, yeah. I, I was uh, just listening to a podcast the other day, and um, it was with a bunch of different guys that tour constantly, and they were joking about um, that what what we were just saying that you know you get to see the world and everything and they're like yeah we get to see all these different venues <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like because i mean you you have downtime but your downtime isn't always enough to just like leisurely stroll through whatever touristy spots there is i i mean sometimes sure but um well but, you yeah. probably i mean you probably have to be recovering from the night before and resting and sleeping and stuff like that. And oh. then by the time you, you get to the venue, it, you got to, you know, sound check and stuff like that. So I'm right. sure that it's not as uh, explorative as people think, but, mm-hmm. um, it's, but work. I, I, it's work. Yeah, it is. It's a job, man. Yeah, I know. Well, if uh, you were just listening to the Justin Courtney Pierre um, episode from last week, um, he mm-hmm. was talking about how he's discovered that he can't, he doesn't talk like on tour, you know, in between yeah. shows and stuff. He pretty much just, he stays to himself and quiet um, right. because otherwise he's going to lose his voice, you know? And I know I've definitely had that issue when I've played shows. Like I always hated it when my band would um, have to headline because mm-hmm. then like, you know, there's all kinds of people you see at the show and you want to talk to. And yeah, of course you're sure. you're when you're talking, you're ta- talking over loud music, music, right? People, yeah. It doesn't really work that well if you're a vocalist. I'm sure you know all about that. Absolutely. You being the lead vocalist of Never Home. So, um so I always hated it playing last. I honestly would always love to be f- like first or right. second just like get it out of the way and then i can socialize and have a good time yeah and just I, enjoy the show i totally agree I, I i do the same thing but sometimes i won't think about it until it's too late i'll be like spending the whole night talking to my friends or you know whatever and then it's time to play i'm like oh man i've like wasted all my vocal energy and i haven't even sung yet so yeah but i also i, I prioritize warming up a lot it's it's really interesting to me how uh, different everybody is when it comes to warming up. What um, are your warm up techniques? There's a there's a video if you search on YouTube, uh, vocal warm up. It's the one that has a thumbnail. It's like quick vocal warm up, and it's eight minutes long, and it gets everything that you need in there. And I've taken actual lessons before, and this one is good because it has just kind of a quick rundown of all the basics, and then that always gets me in a good spot to perform and it's it's been really consistent i'll keep using that until something better comes along i guess but i'm kind of a creature of habit so i'll probably just use that forever <laughs> i i did the same thing i i'm just wondering if it's the same video that i i've used in the past because it was like one of the number one videos if not like the most watched yeah on youtube for and i can't remember the guy's name but, it's um I want to say it's Jacob's Vocal Academy and the guy has a really really thick French accent and I love it. Oh that that's totally not the video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's not the same video at all. The guy 
Gosh, I can't remember. I don't remember his name because I probably forgot because I I haven't really um, focused on vocal warm-ups in a long time because the band I currently play in, I'm not the lead vocalist, and so I don't really worry about warming up too much since I gotcha. you know I just do some uh some harmonies and some backups here and there it's nothing serious um mm-hmm. but um not to profile or anything but he's a, a black guy um, oh, okay and, I think I I think I used the video I may have used that same video too because it's like sometimes I'll do both if I'm really not feeling it uh-huh. and that guy it's like an actual video of the dude and he's like I might, uh, I might have to look. The, I, I just, I have to look this up because otherwise, I'm gonna. Eric, Eric is his name. Yeah, uh, I, that's I've used that video. That Eric, great. Eric Arsenal, I think is how. Yep. Yeah, it's his. His website is called aapproach.com. Like the yeah. letter A and then approach. That's so funny that you've used that video too because I've used it not as much as the other one, but if I'm like really feel like I need to shake the cobwebs off, I'll do that one. <laughs> Okay, I see the Jacob Vocal Academy now. Yeah, I get a kick out of that one. It looks like he just posted a new one here for, uh, oh, this is for Sopranos. Okay, gotcha. Oh, no, that won't be applicable (laughs) to me. (laughs) No, not not for me either, definitely. I'm in the the baritone tenor, maybe not quite tenor, but, you know, somewhere in there. I'm like the upper bass. I'm not, like, super low on the bass. Yeah. but um, somewhere, somewhere in the middle there, I'd say. But um, yeah. So, what are some things I've never watched this uh, Jacobs Vocal Academy? What 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 are some of the, like the warm ups that he does? He does. Um, he starts it out with a lip roll, you know the yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he does another lip roll. It's like an arpeggio, and then he does like mum and um, uh, what else does he do? And just, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. and so it, it's like, it's pretty rudimentary, but it, it gets you everything you need to kind of shake the cobwebs off. And I, uh, I mean, some days I'll, I'll go the whole day without talking and then just do that warm up, and then I'm still good to go. So I can attest to its effectiveness. Yeah. And one thing I noticed when I was doing it on a regular basis it does actually strengthen your vocal cords just like it would if you're, you know, you're doing curl curl ups at the gym or whatever. Definitely, uh, it it definitely does that, and that's something that I did not think about um, or, I guess, take into consideration deeply as a vocalist when I was mm-hmm. younger. Um, and uh, lately, I just don't. You know, I don't sing enough to actually work on it. So my vocal cords are, are pretty out of, you know, um, not out of whack, I won't say, but they're they're not um, buff, you know? No, I understand. <laughs> so, but I guess I'm just bringing that up because to any anyone who's just like starting out, it's it may seem stupid, it may seem so annoying, but you got to do them. <laughs> for me, for me, it's like, uh, not it's a necessity. Like it's out of the question to not do it because I, uh, I've had one practice where I like was just hanging out with everybody and forgot to do it. And then, uh, we start rehearsing and I just sound like a dying cat. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is, yeah, I've got to warm up every time or this is going to be what it sounds like. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, if you do it every day, it, it definitely keeps 
I mean, it's like, like you said, it's like working out a muscle and it keeps it in shape. And so, uh, I try to do it every day. I'm not super good about it, but it absolutely helps. I, um, (laughs) this doesn't really have anything to do with it, but in one of my older bands, I used to scream actually. And I would, uh, I would do it like high pitch screaming. Uh, like highs and lows, just the whole, the whole shebang, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so, uh, I tried that the other day after like years of not doing it and talk about like losing ability and just <laughs> sound, it basically just sounded like I was whispering really hard. Bad. <laughs> were you, were you guys like in a writing session and trying to do something different? No, I was just having like a, uh, I was just having sort of a nostalgic time oh, and put on you. like one of my old favorite metalcore bands. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I could still do this. No, nope, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, nope. <laughs> and it was then I decided we never home will not have any screaming. <laughs> that's yeah, never home is is not going to do yeah, that's funny. I I used to always um gr- I used to always growl like uh like death yeah. metal kind of growl and I right. I used to joke uh to people that I was I used to be in a death metal band. <laughs> it was awesome. su- it was super did you, did super you really hard. no oh. sometimes they would believe me though but you know pretty good then i guess i now i'm sure it sounds terrible <laughs> give it a shot and let me know been, how it goes <laughs> yeah i'll i'll let you know i i don't know if i should uh attempt that right now i'll probably embarrass myself come on man <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um but uh but yeah i used to do that but no i'm i'm way too I'm way too uh, punk for that. <laughs> Just yeah, it's, it's in my it's uh, too much in my blood for me to actually. Although I would I would enjoy that. It would be fun for just like one show. That's it. <laughs> oh, definitely. That's those were those were super fun shows because like the kids would always show up and just go crazy. Even if you sucked, like yeah, <laughs> if you played heavy and you just like did some unintelligible screaming, kids would go nuts and just like mosh their heads off it was awesome that's pretty accurate we used to play a lot of shows with hardcore bands um whether they were like intensely just metalcore screamo whatever you want to call it whether it was is to that far of to that far of an extent or if it was just like um mild screaming kind of thing um we would always kind of just get like overlooked because we didn't do that it was just right. like, oh, they're just, they're just pop punk. They don't scream or do any <sighs> breakdowns or anything like I, that. <laughs> I can't stand that elitism, man. It's like, yeah, I don't we, think we it, played a. Uh, it's not like that played, anymore, but mm, I don't know. We played a house show recently, and the the host was awesome. Uh, she was super uh, hospitable, and we had a good time. But we were there, you know, we're a pop punk band, and our sound is fairly cleaned up and um yeah your vocals are pretty clean i would say thank you yeah. thank you I, in a good so, way yeah no you got great right. vocals i appreciate that but we um we were in there with like some like crust punk bands and some like true punks you know like uh i mean like what you think of when you think of punk like spiked hair and denim vests yeah and, like the the hardcore punk yes okay and yeah. so so uh uh, the first two bands played, people were going crazy. It was in a pretty small house and like you could feel the floor shaking. And I was like, man, this is going to be sweet. I'll like, 
the energy is going to be really awesome. And then we, we go up and everybody goes outside and smokes a cigarette because we're, we're a pop punk band. <laughs> and so wow, well, it was, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that's, you know, the standard, no, but, uh, it's, it's certainly still like pop punk bands get a bad rap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think and, that, and I understand always. that to some extent because we've, we've, pop punk has made a bad name for itself in a lot of different ways, but you know, that doesn't apply to every band. No. And there's, you know, it's like any other genre. There's Mary or Mary. Uh, there's very, uh, there's very many variations of it. So, right. You know, and, um, someone that you can't please everyone. Right. Right. No, we we didn't take it hard. It was pretty funny to me just because no, that uh, is funny. There was like, there was like uh, three people in there that were really digging it. And I was like, well, if these three people are having a good time, it was worth it. So. And if you're looking at things that way, you're halfway there, man. Yeah. You're looking I agree, at the glass, man. looking at the glass half full. That's good. Thank you. Got to do what you can. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think we should definitely play. I know we should have done this earlier in the, the uh, interview, but let's play a, a song by never home. And uh, I'll definitely let you decide on that one. And I know uh, Consider It Done was, like, that was the first song you released, I think? or um, It was. Um, we released that one. We initially released a version of State Line that was uh, kind of self-produced with a friend of ours when we were just first getting started. Then when we started, uh, when we recorded the EP, which uh, we recorded the EP with... Um, Jason Scavone at Susu Studios. That's where Taken Back Sunday recorded Tidal Wave. And oh, cool. uh, I, I just like to mention this every time I talk about the EP because it's such a fun thing that happened. But Adam Lazara showed up at the studio to shadow the, our producer and just learn some production tips. And Wow. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was in there tracking vocals and Adam Lazara was just sitting there listening and I was like, Oh my God! Are you serious? Well, uh, <laughs> it was it was awesome, but, uh, that but anyways, be, yeah, that'd be a little hard to concentrate knowing that you know I if if I was in the vocal booth, I would prefer not to know that someone I look up to is in you know in the booth in the booth like you know yeah. in the control room listening to me you know right just, just don't tell me until I'm done okay <laughs> please it was very very surreal um kind of like that Josh Kane moment but it was it was odd yeah. But uh, anyways, so so um, the first single we released from the actual EP was um, Consider It Done, and then we released Stateline, the the album version, as the second single. And uh, I think if I wanted to give people an idea of what we sounded like, I'd say Stateline would be the best representation.
All right, State Line, it's never home here on Pop Punk and Pizza. We're talking to Nick Clock. You got to be careful how you say that word. <laughs> <laughs> you too. It's, it's pretty straightforward, but you'd be surprised how much it gets messed up. Well, it's funny because um, I, I just added you on, on Facebook as a friend. And when I was originally yeah. looking for your name, for some reason, when I looked back at the email, I thought it said Nick Flock. So I'm looking for <laughs> Nick Flock on Facebook and names are popping up. And I'm like, I don't think any of these are him because none of them say that he's in a band or anything like that. Yeah. And I go back and it's Nick Clock. And I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, if you say that really fast, it sounds like cock, obviously. So, yep. I, uh, that was one of my unfortunate nicknames growing up. But, uh, <laughs> I feel bad for you, man. I really. Yeah, that, many, that many, had to have been hard. I, it was, but to, I, I persevered. No pun, many, in, no pun intended on the hard <laughs> thing. Many misspelled baseball trophies growing up also. Oh, that God. Was a, that was a bummer. How would yeah. they spell it? Oh, man. Clark, Cleck. Like, they, they basically just uh, put in any vowel. Um, they'd put a C, like C-L-O-C-K, like what you tell time with. So. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that was probably the one that came up the most was just the CL instead of the KL. So Yeah, definitely. Um what but, if they what if they put like uh like a G, like Glock? That happens on mail all the time. <laughs> Does it I'm really? Serious. Yes. Nick Glock, <laughs> I yo. That, I don't get it. Yeah, that might give me some like street cred or something. I was going to say I think need all I can get. I think um you should change to Nick Glock. And then you guys can be like that first band that makes it as like gangsta pop punk. Gangsta pop punk. Gangsta, yeah. That's certainly uh, unique, so at least we wouldn't be copying anybody. That's what I I do here on the show. I try to give bands some some ideas to get themselves up in that, you know, gangsta pop punk. And you got Nick Glock, and I don't know all the other guys. uh, I don't know all their last names, but... You know, we could work um, on it. SoundCloud pop punk needs to become a thing. We'll all get face tattoos. Yeah, I guess hip hop and rap these days is huge on SoundCloud. I don't understand why it their is. their home is SoundCloud, but for some reason it is. I, Not sure either. So hip hop's really weird now. It's like I heard someone compare it to basically it's like professional wrestling, where it's like there's a whole like kayfabe and like everyone's acting. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if they're being serious or not. Well, I was watching an interview of the Foo Fighters, and I think it was Taylor, uh, Taylor Hawkins, was talking about in the interview. He said, "Um, I was listening to my my kid's music, and, you know, he likes Mm hip-hop. And I don't know if he was necessarily... I can't remember if he actually name-dropped any artist, if he was talking about, like, Post Malone. He could have been talking about Post Malone, for all I know. But, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously in that realm, that's today's um, hip-hop and and rap. So um, he's like, when I was listening to it, I'm just like, like, man, this guy is just, like, super bummed out. (laughs) You know? It's like like emo hip-hop, you know? It's not not happy. We need some, like... Some posy, posy rap. Posy like, rap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that would look like, but it would be interesting. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what that would look and sound like. Honestly. I guess it would be like. I guess it would be like Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like his old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be. Um, 
but anyways, Post Malone is like a huge guilty pleasure of mine. I, I like. I'm I don't not a huge know. Fan of I don't know what it is. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. I interrupted you. I was just gonna say, like, I'm not a huge fan of its hip hop's current like iteration, but man, that guy can write some good vocal hooks. Yeah, and it's weird you mention that because I feel like that's become a stereotypical pop punk thing. Like, yeah. bands, I I see pop punk bands all the time talk about how much they love Post Malone, and they actually are influenced by him, and uh, some of their their songwriting is influenced by him, and it's it's interesting. And I mean, I guess he um, he himself is a fan of of uh, music like that, and actually heavier. Uh, heavier yeah. music as well. So yes, I heard that. So he's kind of connected to that community a little bit. Right. Well, um, pop punk has been sort of moving in a, uh, here lately it's been moving in a poppier direction. I've noticed like uh, a lot of bands that were heavier in the past have kind of moved towards a more like poppy sound. And I wonder if, you know, that goes hand in hand. It could. It very well so. could. It's constantly changing, man. It is for sure, and uh, I don't know what's in store for us next. I know that we're uh, we're probably going to have a um, not a drastic sound change, but we're going to be tweaking things. We're going to have some big changes soon and surprises, and so I'm I'm excited for our future. I think we're um, we're going to try to. We are really happy with the EP, but we're going to try to you know continue finding our own sounds wherever that takes us and. I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's the that's really the key is is finding your own sound. I mean, you of course you're going to start out sounding like a particular artist that you just love, but eventually you do have to find what what never home is, you know. So I'm glad sure. I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, cuz I know personally that's something I've gotten stuck on in the past as a songwriter. So Yeah, it's tough. It is. It really is tough. Um, and before you go too, let's plug. So we talked about we talked about it a little bit, but that show with uh, John Nolan from Taking Back Sunday that is coming up next month, right? Yes. So uh, November sixth at the Evening Muse in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, we'll be opening up for John Nolan. Um, tickets are on sale at our Facebook and Instagram. You can find the link there. All that good stuff. Um, or on social media at NC. That's the same for our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And, uh, yeah, all our music is online on iTunes and Spotify, basically literally anywhere that sells music online. So if you liked what you heard on uh, earlier in the show, please go check us out, and we, w- we really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, the only reason, or not the only reason, but one of the reasons I'm bummed out that you guys aren't actually on the tour with John is, you know, I, I could have possibly came out to the Chicago date. And uh, I know I met you guys. I, <laughs> so. I would absolutely love it, but you know, it's it'll happen. Oh yeah, eventually. And so. that's something you definitely don't want to rush from personal experience. So <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, you guys will get there eventually. I'm I got my fingers crossed for you. So thanks, man. We yeah. appreciate that. Well, um, Nick, thanks for being on the show today, man. And uh, anything else before you go? Uh, I think that's it. I, I think I uh, plugged everything already a little prematurely, but oh well. Um, <laughs> that's, but it's okay. Thanks for having me, Jacques. I, I really appreciate you talking to me, and it was 
it was a fun conversation. Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, thanks for being a supporter of the show. It, it really is flattering. So thank you for that. Definitely. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right. Sounds good, man. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks again to Nick Clock for being on the show today. It was great talking to you, man. And you're welcome back anytime when you guys are going to be putting out a new EP or hitting the road. I'll definitely support you guys. And please support Never Home. As he said, they're literally, their EP, which is self-titled, is literally available anywhere online. Spotify, uh, Apple, all that stuff. So go give it a listen, download it, share it with your friends, all that fun stuff. So if you're like Nick, you want to be a special guest on the show, or you want your music played on the show, which is something I have not done in a while, and I apologize for that. Usually I play a song or two before I go to our special guest, and I haven't done that the last two or three or so episodes. Um, but anyway, submit your interview inquiries into me, your music into me, at bangerangradio at gmail.com. Send me links to your music, EPKs, just as much information as possible about your band. And we have some really exciting shows coming up for you, too, from awesome local bands either in the Chicago scene or maybe in your hometown scene. You just never know who's going to be on the podcast. Uh, from national bands, too, I got some more national interviews lined up that I'm excited to to uh, partake in and also share with you. So uh, make sure you keep track of us on social media then to find out who the, the next guest is going to be on the show. So we're at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's all the same handle now. It's Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Bangarang Radio is both Facebook and Twitter, at Bangarang Radio. And my personal Twitter is on air with JL. And that way you'll know who's going to be on the show next when a new episode is going to be released and all that stuff. And when you get the chance to, if you listen to this podcast on Apple Music or Google or wherever it is, please subscribe to us and give us a little bit of a review, whether it's a negative or a positive one. Um, any of it would help. I really, I really appreciate that. So that's it for the show this week. My name is Jacques Lamour. If I didn't say it earlier, I usually do. But just in case, I'm Jacques. It's been great hanging with you. And I hope life has been treating you well. And if it hasn't, just keep in mind that I'm thinking of you, man. I'm sending all the positive vibes and all the positive thoughts I can your way. It's okay not to be okay. We're all going through things that other people don't know about. We all have those battles that sometimes we don't share with people because it's so hard to share with someone or it's something we can't share with people so whatever it is that uh, that battle you're fighting that nobody knows about i hope it's going well and i know uh at some point or another you're going to be able to push past it and actually reach the goals that you're trying to reach so anyway enough of my jibber jabber i'll see you guys later it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, 